0: Draymond Green says they could win two more rings in Golden State. Can they? Plus, will one of those rings, if they win them, change Chris Paul's legacy? And we redraft the 2021 draft. Uh, let's see where Franz Wagner goes or Austin Reeves. That's it all right now on the Locked On NBA Podcast.
1: You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
0: Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown NBA podcast right here in the Lockdown Podcast network What's your team every day. Oh, we're here for you every day, Monday through Friday. And on Wednesdays, it's us, the dream team. I'm John Corrales. I host the Lockdown Celtics podcast. You can find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Lockdown Pelicans podcast on Twitter at Nola Jake.
0: We got to add host of the Tulane pod, Lockdown Tulane. We got to get a Lockdown Tulane podcast that you host, Jake Madison.
1: I made that joke the other day, and then literally oh. the, the Locked On College Football Channel manager DM'd me and was like, "Are, are you being serious? Like, we'll get you a show. We yeah. lost, so now we're no longer ranked. So I don't think it matters anymore."
0: No, come on, Damn. come on, everybody, let's root for a Locked On Tulane. Let's get Jake Madison more work, more work for yeah. Today. That's
1: exactly exactly what I need.
0: <laughs> we're gonna do our work today here on the Locked On NBA podcast uh, later on. Uh, Kevin O'Connor talked about Franz Wagner, big Franz Wagner guy. And uh, he said that if they redrafted 2021, he thinks Franz Wagner could go number one. Okay, let's let's have some fun with that later on. We'll play real or fake in our second segment with Chris Paul and his legacy. And Draymond Green, wide-ranging interview on ESPN. Uh, He talks about two more rings for the Golden State Warriors. Today's show brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case. Providing you with personal supply of five antibiotics that treat fifty plus infections, get yours today at Jase Medical. That's J A S E Medical. Dre Mon Green talked to uh, Ohm and Suk at ESPN, and uh, one of the big headlines out of this was uh, him saying, "I don't like to necessarily put a number on things, but I don't see why we can't get two more championships. Why not, Jake? Why not?" You know,
1: I I don't think you should put a number on it. This is the type of thing that ends in us making jokes about you. Yeah, exactly. Thinking that immediately when I heard that. But at the same point, at least he was realistic and said like two instead of like four more, I guess. He's not necessarily incorrect. When they won the title two years ago, you know. We'd kind of forgotten about them a little bit. Then they kind of went on their run and, you know, ended up with another title. And look, as long as you still have Steph Curry playing at that high of a level, they can overcome a whole lot of things. Clay Thompson's not what he used to be, but they keep being willing to retool the roster and do all of the right things and if anything this says golden state's not blowing up this team anytime soon and they're kind of going all in before the like repeater repeater taxes start to potentially tear this team apart or they're just going to say screw it we're going to pay all of the money but they're not going away anytime soon and this is kind of like a a declarative statement in a sense of like intent here
0: yeah look there's the warriors have a thing where they. Last season, it was really put to the test. Turning it on versus not, you know, not being able to turn it on. Their home road differential was just outrageous last season, and it, it it did end up costing them. You can't be that that good at home and that bad on the road, and 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 have it all work out for you in the postseason. But look, they still were able to put it together enough where you think, hey, maybe a couple of things go differently. Uh, maybe maybe they could have made a little bit more noise. They're still right there in the mix. So there's the, the initial – the the dubs are the dubs. And as long as uh, Clay and Steph and, and Dre are together, those three guys know how to play. And and they will always kind of figure out Draymond Green is going to be an elite defender no matter what because he's super smart and he knows how to quarterback a defense. Their offense is going to be amazing because they they know how to work together they, along with Steve Kerr, know how to run an offense no matter what. They can figure out how to score and all of that stuff. But the the issue is is age and what you said, the money, the new collective bargaining agreement, is specifically anti-warriors. It's specifically designed it's like- to break them up. So that if I answer my own question, why not, or Dre's question, why not, that's why not because – yeah, you're right, Jake. They would they know how to put a, a team around those guys, but even if they say, "Hey, the Chase Center is an ATM and we're going to keep going to that ATM as much as we can, you're still incredibly limited now with this new CBA as to what moves you can make and putting that team around those guys is going to be almost impossible to to do. The trades and all that other stuff.
1: Right. Like you wouldn't be able to make this Chris Paul trade, I think, under like the, some of the new rules and things that they're going to be hitting in like two or three years from now. And so that's kind of part of the problem. So maybe Draymond needed to have said we can win the next two titles because that's kind of like the window, right? Maybe like three years at is. the most yeah like it's kind of I think that's kind of if you're reading between the lines like what he's saying on this sort of thing or if we want to kind of parse it out to say is this realistic it's realistic if they win the next two they can't win two more titles over the next six years because this team because Draymond's not going to be there at that point right like none of those guys really are probably going to be there other than maybe Steph as like kind of a figurehead and symbolically because they're just not going to be able to do that if they want you know or they'll just all be bad and they're not going to be winning titles so that's kind of what it is how much do you think Adams Silver hated hearing this. We made these these rules to like break y'all up and do all of this. And then they're like, no, no, we're just going to keep winning. But you make the point, right? Like they can spend the money part of it. But when you have to make those moves around the edges, when you need to add a vet minimum guy or you need someone better than that, they don't have the ability to do a lot of those type of things. They don't have the ability to make trades and other things. That's a big part of the problem. They can't add free agents because you have like literally no MLE to use whatsoever. Those are the problems that they run into. That's okay for the next year or two, let's say. After that, you're going on vet minimum talent at that point, And no, you're not going to win a title even with Steph Curry being Steph Curry.
0: Yeah, and, and so it's not only are they limited there, the competition is going to be really strong for any sort of free agent help buyout guys don't help much anymore and there are even limitations to buyout guys
1: they can't even add the limits with what they're gonna they can't even add buyout guys with what they're gonna be doing and things like that so So it rules that out
0: they're stuck even like off-season ring chasers who might take the minimum there's going to golden state doesn't lock you into a ring there are a lot there's a lot more competition the top end of the East even though the East got a little bit weaker, the top end is still very competitive as far as you want to be a ring chaser. And I would say if you want to ring chase, you probably would go to the East because the competition is a little bit big You go to Milwaukee, you go to Boston. At least, you know, those two teams are probably going to the Eastern conference finals. You go to the West and you're like, I, I can go to the Warriors, but are the Warriors going to be the number one seed or the 10th seed. I don't know. And that might only be like three games separating those, those 10 teams. So who knows where you're going to go? It's just going to be a lot different. But the bottom line here is this just speaks more, more than anything to Draymond Green's confidence. This is the level of confidence that you have to have. And this is the level of confidence that you need in a team. That's going to do what the warriors are trying to do. They, they are older. They are slower they're not, they're not going to p- whip off a 65-win season. They're going to have to bide their time. And you need to have the ultimate confidence in yourself, in your teammates, to say, it doesn't matter that we're the sixth seed. It doesn't matter that we're two games out of the play tournament and whatever. We know that when we need to flip the switch, that it's there, and I have confidence in my teammates. So... If he says, why can't we go get two more championships? It's because you need to believe that you can go get two more championships or else why are you you even here?
1: Well, and they and they need that confidence because there's still a lot of big question marks around him, right? They added Chris Paul. Is he starting? Is he coming off the bench in a role that he's never played before? I also think in that interview, he's pulling the like Michael Jordan of trying to give yourself like some sort of like mental edge on things where you create like slights against us and other things and try and find motivation in different mm-hmm. ways. Cause he says he's like, My main goal is to get Chris Paul a ring right now, right? If they're gonna build their whole season off of that to like push forward. To give himself that little bit of an extra edge that they will need at times because of the reasons you mentioned them being slower. Clay Thompson has looked like a shell of himself at times, right? If you can hit a couple more three pointers because you're you're trying to win one for Chris Paul, anything, right? You need that right now, given yep. the state that they're in.
0: Speaking of winning one for Chris Paul. Nah, how about Look that? At that
1: segue. That There's was good. Nothing wasn't it? that
0: yeah. podcasters love more than a good set. We stop the the momentum of the segue to to pat ourselves on the back. I just suffered a grade 2 sprain patting myself on the back because of that in my right shoulder. Uh speaking of getting Chris Paul that ring, does he need that ring to cement a legacy? Does he need that ring to change how people think about him? We'll talk about that in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. This the weather in the United States has been so incredible, uh, extremes. You never know when you're going to get stuck in a place where most people are unprepared. I live in the Northeast. We just got hit with incredible flooding with the rain, people in in incredible heat. Uh, I know Jake's in hurricane country. You don't want to be caught without every precaution and Jace medical with their Jace case gives you, uh, Perfect emergency uh, preparedness with five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. Uh, you don't want to be caught without something that can help you uh, if you get a cut, if you're stuck in water, and all of a sudden you find yourself uh, not sure if that flooding is going to be uh, uh, kind of going to be carrying bacteria and stuff. To have the Jace case gives you peace of mind. You can at least start yourself on some antibiotics until you can go see a doctor and see if this is something you need to continue or put you on something else. It's really, really important to be prepared. Um, It could be anything. You get a sinus infection and your doctor's out of town. You can have an ear infection and, and not be able to be seen somewhere. You wanna be prepared. Jace Medical is simple. You go online, you fill out a form, you get the prescription. The life-saving medications get right to your door. The Jace case gives you peace of mind, so you're not just hoping that you have access to the medication in an emergency. Jace Medical makes sure you have the medication on hand. Save more than 360 bucks by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional twenty dollars off by using the code Locked On at checkout at JaceMedical.com. That's J A S E Medical.com. J A S E Medical.com. Save more than three hundred sixty bucks, twenty dollars off with the code, Locked On. Thank you for making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Uh, love to have you on board here Monday through Friday, and uh, on Wednesdays we like to play a game, Jay Cole, Real or Fake. So let's play Real or Fake with Chris Paul uh, in this interview with Draymond Green. He talks about on a scale of one to ten, how much did you hate Chris Paul? And eleven, he says, which he says was out of respect, which weirdly I understand. Now
1: I mean that's to... I hate you so much, but it's just because I respect you and you're so good at your job, right?
0: That's right. That's right. You've that's said it. you you've said you've hate me a lot. And 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 that's I'm I'm glad you finally clarified why. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's what it is. That's that's what it wait, were you not being genuine?
1: I'm being deadly, deathly serious in everything I'm saying right now.
0: <laughs> so we Chris are Paul- actually
1: friends outside of here. We text, we hang out, we share life updates. I should, should mention we're actually friends.
0: We are indeed friends um, for now. Uh, so Chris, <laughs> Chris Paul, he says, Draymond green. My goal is that we can get help. Chris Paul get his first championship. So real or fake Jake, let's play the legacy game. Chris Paul needs this first championship. He needs this championship to cement a legacy amongst the all time top of the top of the heap point guards.
1: I'm going to say it's actually real. I don't think it should be real. I feel wrong in saying that, but it is because we live in rings culture. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, rings. this, oh, Yeah, it's what it is, right? Like if you don't have, if you don't have that ring, it it hurts you compared to others. You know, think about how like Stockton isn't really talked about nearly as much as maybe he should be because he's lacking that kind of ring, the the title resume, even with finals appearances. Right. You still got to get over the hump and get that ring, even if Chris Paul gets this and he's coming off the bench. Right. And it's not like you know, he led the team to a title where he was the man, right? Like, you know, the alpha player, a, or whatever it is, that ring is on there and he can say he's an NBA champion. And that goes a long way. This goes to something you and I have talked about with Nikola Jokic and the MVP award, that people just felt weird giving him, you know, a third MVP award because he hadn't won a title yet. And now that he's won one, he's free to win as many MVPs as they want to give him for the future. And this is wrong. It shouldn't be how it is But it is the reality of kind of like the world and the culture around the NBA right now. So, yeah, I think for Chris Paul's legacy, he actually does need to win a ring, even if actually his accomplishments out there on the court should do that. But it's not me kind of determining things. It's people at large and they want to see him have a ring.
0: You know, I think we've gotten to a point with Chris Paul that I've kind of accepted that he's not going to win the ring. I don't think we just talked about the Warriors winning two more championships. I don't think they're going to win any more championships with this with this group. They're just it's it's too prohibitive. The the CBA is built to tear them apart and it will. And they are too as much as their core is is great, it's it's not enough anymore. They need other other guys, and yeah, Kevon Looney can be like one of those fill in the blank guys, but they 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 can't have misses on, on their on their roster anymore. And I just think they have they have too many misses, and the West is too strong, and it's just not gonna. I just don't think it's gonna work. And Chris Paul now has played eighteen seasons. He's he breaks down. He can't get through a full season anymore, and he's now entering the territory of like stubbornness where he, he has to start the, the notion that he might not start is offensive to him. And that, that's not a place for Chris, Chris Paul to be at this point. He needs to be open to whatever role is, is necessary to, to help a team win. And, and maybe, maybe that's how he he actually is. I don't know. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see it working out quite the way he wants it to and that's that that's okay um if anything now i'm talking myself into this being real as i talk yeah,
1: i know i could i could see it right there
0: well okay so here here's what here's the, the the part of me that says that it could be real it's that it's chris paul's attitude that is the issue chris paul the basketball player chris paul the basketball player is is all-timer and, and like Charles Barkley and John Stockton, you don't need a ring to to prove. How, like, like there's, there's just circumstances that keep you from winning a ring in the NBA. Not every all-time great has one. Um, but if the Warriors are kind of good enough and Chris Paul, with his attitude of, I need to start, and that causing some sort of dissension and that causing some sort of issue and that maybe reducing their, their abilities to, to, to win and, and, and and proceed as they're supposed to proceed. If Chris Paul's attitude is part of the problem, then, then that would be a strike against him. You know what I mean? Like if he can't, Mm -hmm. if he can't accept this role at this point of his career and he causes problems for the warriors, then that is a strike against so, him because so it hurts
1: his legacy uh, then potentially
0: this would hurt yeah that and it's it's just the it's just kind of I guess if he just plays basketball and plays whatever role they need and they don't win, that doesn't hurt his legacy to me but if he comes in and has an attitude and doesn't accept the role needs to have a certain thing and needs to be under control and and or needs to be in control and that hurts their, their their chances at winning, then that does hurt his legacy because it's actively his fault. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of playing both sides. Yeah,
1: I, I get it. I don't, I don't think this will hurt his legacy in any way. And again, he doesn't need a ring, right? This is a 12-time All-Star, an 11-time All-NBA guy, a nine-time All-Defensive team. He made the NBA 75th anniversary team. You could argue he should have won the MVP the year that Kobe won it. And Kobe kind of got his as a lifetime achievement award. You could absolutely make that claim, though. Don't don't come at me for saying so because I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying that, people. That's um, like at, you look at Nola his, Jake on Twitter, yeah, right? Which I'm about to go delete now. Uh, <laughs> you know, part of it is I got to see him in New Orleans so much too. So you know, you sure. look at the things he did, the the streak with the steals that he had in consecutive games and things like that. Like, this dude is an all timer on both sides. Of the ball there's a reason he's referred to as the point god right mm-hmm. and it's funny to go back and and look at where it was like was darren williams or chris paul the best point guard in the league and oh my god. do a lot of people even listening to the show know who darren williams was is
0: man i miss that debate i really missed that debate that one looks that was a so wild one in
1: hindsight there were like I mean, two years that Williams was good. Like, don't get me wrong, he was really he was good in Utah. for like two years. There
0: was, a, there was a stretch there where Darren Williams was in Utah and he was damn good. And, but, but now in retrospect, then that you're trade,
1: like, uh, trade on for, basically oh. forcing Jerry yeah. Sloan to retire in like the middle of the season. And, like, yeah, uh, sad that's like a retrospective that needs to happen at some point with everything, but. Yeah. he like, look again, if it wasn't for, you need to have a ring and that's important. That's how we define some of this. Like, no, Chris Paul, Chris Paul doesn't need anything. I don't think there's anything you do to actively hurt his legacy. Other than even if he somehow dismantled the Warriors team for a lot of people, they would love it. If he kind of blew up this Warriors team with a bad attitude, they'd probably elevate him even more. So because, of
0: that. <laughs> Oh man. Talking about endearing yourself to Lakers fans. That would be one way to do it. <laughs> Um, all right, let us know what you think about the
1: failed trade and everything was wild, too. I forgot about that in this game,
0: yeah. The trades, oh, the Chris Paul trade,
1: he showed back up. Go back to like think about Damian Lillard with this, like they rescinded the trade or they just nixed the trade when Stern owned the then Hornets. That was during training camp, and Chris Paul showed up to work to practice the next day. Like yeah. what are like an, like a stand up move, right? Like you request yeah. a trade, they trade you. And then it's like, Oh wait, no, we're not doing that. That's a dumb trade. You need to come back for this
0: team that you wanted out of. And he did it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, it's Chris Paul is a complicated, he's a complicated guy. He's a complicated play. Like he, he's so great as a player. He is also, he can also be such an absolute ass on the court. Um, but is that passion, or is he just he, – it's it's so wild that you can go any different direction with Chris Paul. But his, his legacy as an amazing player, he's one of the best point guards of all time. Very few have ever done it yeah. as well as he has. So um, we're still trying to figure out who some of these guys in the 2021 draft are. Um, how good are they going to be? But I will say some pretty strong statements after the World Cup about how that draft would go today. We'll talk about that. In just a second. I want to thank you for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. Every one of these teams that we're talking about has its own podcast. So you want to talk about where Chris Paul, how that legacy is going to be impacted. Go listen to Lockdown Warriors. You want to talk about uh, anything. We were going to talk about uh, Damian Lillard. We chose not to, but you can go listen to Lockdown uh, Blazers or Lockdown Heat for the latest on that Uh, So check those out wherever you get your podcast. All right, Jake, uh, Kevin O'Connor, a friend of mine, is, uh, wait, do we have a, do I have to, oh, wait, today, oh, wow, I completely forgot about this. I forgot that today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel is the official sportsbook. Of locked on NBA. And with FanDuel, you can get, uh, if you bet $5, if you're new and you bet $5, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. If you go to FanDuel and you bet $5, no matter what, if you've been there before or not, you get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Football is back. This is the time to get your incredible offers from FanDuel. Uh, It's America's number one sports book for a reason. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is super easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you don't want to miss. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. And we just ask you, if you're going to do it, please gamble responsibly. All right, now, Jake, can we talk about Kevin O'Connor talking about... Franz Wagner and he said in a piece on the ringer in a 2021 redraft Franz Wagner could easily go first first in 2021 ahead of even Cade Cunningham Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes uh Franz Wagner said uh of of uh Kevin O'Connor's like wow he loves me more than my mom does so
1: (laughs) (laughs) I, I hadn't heard that but that's pretty great so his mom is correct then
0: yeah, so um, let's let's take a look. Let's take a quick peruse through the 2021 draft. That went Cade Cunningham to Detroit, Jalen Green to Houston, Evan Mobley to Cleveland, Scotty Barnes to Toronto, Jalen Suggs to Orlando, Josh Giddy to OKC, Jonathan Kaminga to Golden State, and then Franz Wagner to Orlando at eighth. If we're redrafting here. Where in this mix do you think Franz Wagner goes? Do you think Cade Cunningham goes number one? I don't.
1: No, I don't think... I don't know where some of these guys go exactly, but I know Cade Cunningham, if we're redrafting it today, doesn't go number one. I think that solidly probably goes to Evan Mobley, in my opinion, who looks like a big man you can kind of make the like franchise cornerstone and build around him. Wagner's probably in the top... Four in that range I think you you look at this and you're like yeah I don't love some of these guys and they haven't kind of lived up to some of what they're doing here but he's he's higher than where he he was drafted but he's not number one overall
0: so I can see I can see Mobley going one I can see Jalen Green staying two at Houston um the question then becomes Cade Cunningham Scotty Barnes I think Scotty Barnes can go three, and then maybe Cunningham goes four. Um, or do, I don't know that Wagner as good as he is, and I really like the Orlando Magic. I really think Paolo Bancaro and Wagner are are a a dynamic duo for the Magic. I think they're going to both make a bunch of All Star teams, and I think that's going to be a nice combination for them. However. I, I I don't know what's his ceiling versus, you know, I, I I still think Cade Cunningham is, is still trying to find his, his game a little bit. And we can't rush, we can't rush any of these guys, you know, they, they, you look at this draft board. The age at which they were drafted, 19, 19, 20, 19, 20, 18, 18, Wagner was 19. All of these 18 and 19-year-olds, there's no way you can tell how they're going to be in the first two, three years. you got to give some of these guys, maybe some of these guys need three, four, five years to, to reach their potential. It's just different. So I, I, I think Wagner could go in the top five as opposed to eight. I think he can he can jump into the top five. I don't think he's going yeah. number
1: one. No, he's not going number one. I, I'm a big Evan Mobley guy. Like that's one I, I feel like very strongly about when it comes to this. You know, I, I think you could argue that like Jalen Green is gonna be a better like go-to score than Wagner is. He kind of already is now. You know, does that mean you know, kind of like what's what's Wagner's role really when it comes to the NBA? It seems like he's kind of a score guy, you know, he's not as well rounded, let's say, as a guy like Scotty Barnes is. Barnes puts up close enough, you know, points per game. So you start to like really split hairs when it comes down to it, especially you know, two years out, and we're looking at a at a redraft here, but yeah, no, I kind of sign side with Wagner's mom here that no, he wouldn't go number one overall. I know that's <laughs> not actually what she's saying. She probably believes it in her heart, but that that quote makes me laugh.
0: So, okay, so it's funny. I think I think KOC got a little uh ahead of himself, but but the bottom line is Wagner is an incredibly good player. And the fact that he mm-hmm. was available at eight is is interesting. Um and and Orlando Orlando is is gonna be really I think they're gonna be really good at some point here um for, they look like a you know, playing
1: tournament team next year at like the the least right like yeah. minimum they're fighting for like, I like somewhere Orlando. between the 10th and like six seed it feels like yeah, like there's a lot gonna, of talent a, a lot of it season. fits well
0: yeah I, I think yeah I, I can see season. like
1: yeah if you peg them at like it, right at 500 feels like a great way to put them I don't know what the what the over and under is on their win total but like that sounds right
0: yeah 44 wins i'll put 44 wins that's 44, pretty
1: impressive actually 44 okay. and
0: 38 that's that would be that adds up to 82 i hope so it does um <laughs> uh let's let, let me ask you this question more so like okay you know wagner really good player top five top three wherever you want to put him sure undrafted in 2021 was austin reeves undrafted Now we've got hysteria, Austin Reeves madness. Where does he go in the draft, in a redraft? Because you go from undrafted to, I would assume, not only a first round pick, but how far up, how far up into the lottery does he go?
1: He's in the lottery, right? Like he's absolutely in the lottery when you start to look at this. I I don't think I'd put him above any of the guys we've mentioned. I think you also need to elevate Trey Murphy the 3rd in there a little bit with how good I think he could be for mm-hmm. New Orleans and he's kind of like a big hipster pick of like next kind of like up and coming guy that no one's talking about enough sort of thing. You know, so you're you're looking at him going in the uh, like 10 to 15 range probably. You know, I think there's a little bit too much hype for Austin Reeves. I think, you know, you look at him and you kind of try and figure out what his role is. And it's kind of like perfectly suited to that Lakers roster i thought him coming off the bench for team usa was like the perfect role perfect situation for him Mm -hmm. is he going to have that on some of those teams that he would be drafted on if he was in the top 10 i'm not sure thus would he live up to kind of what he is right now and i think the answer to that could be no so i think he's the type of guy that you look at and you've got to find the get him in the exact kind of right role for him but look he's good like i I do wonder how high his ceiling is that limits on where you draft a guy but mm-hmm. 10 to 15 sounds right i think now
0: i think so i'm just going through and he's like okay who would i pick out of the this draft How, who would i remove so you know kaminga seven yeah okay he comes out um zire williams where does he mm, josh he Primo, hasn't done well
1: for memphis like
0: you know so so you start so you take coming out you move up Wagner you move up I like Davion Mitchell um, but you know you know jury's still kind of out book night um, you know um, I mean we're doing like so you're elevating Trey Murphy there you're oh, ele- elevating out. That's, you know, that a one's couple easy. of guys you can elevate um, uh, oh, what am I saying uh, Alpern Shingun I think you can elevate him he went 16th he can go up yeah but i think austin reeves yeah i think austin reeves like just outside of the top 10 in in the first round would now mm-hmm. knowing what you know in a redraft i think he would go i think i think that's about right i think that's about right somewhere in that range is about where he belongs um yeah because you know he you you can't go you can't go down too much further before you start going like yeah of course you know <laughs> you get down to like bones highland like of course yeah. He's going to be, no one wanted him.
1: Like, yes. Yeah.
0: So, so yeah, that's uh there, are, there are some, there's always, there's, there are always some guys that you're like, okay, you can, you can elevate guys in the second round too. And, and say, mm-hmm. you know, Hey, some of these guys are, are, are pretty decent and maybe they, they go from second round to um, first round or like Jose Alvarado was undrafted. So he he probably gets you know elevated. He definitely gets into the first round. So, but I like I like that just outside the top ten for yeah.
1: That seems right. That seems fair. All right.
0: all right. Well, that was a very September podcast. Very September, and we're here <laughs> very Septembering for you uh, every day until media day, a few weeks away, and those few weeks they come they come quickly. So. We'll be here for you every day. Tomorrow, it is uh, Pat, the designer, and Nick Angstead doing the regular Thursday duties here, so make sure you're subscribed. As usual on Wednesdays, it's me, John Corrales. I am John underscore Corrales on Twitter, uh, and I host the Locked On Celtics podcast.
1: And I'm Jake Madison, at Noel Jake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast.
0: All right, make sure you're subscribed. Watch the show on YouTube. Let us know what you think on the YouTube page, who, where would Austin Reeves go? Where would Franz Wagner go? I'd love to see and hear your opinion on all of the stuff we've talked about. And I would love to see you share the podcast, spread the word, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown NBA podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.